Hello and welcome to Plant Pals, the podcast where I talk to my pals about plants. My pal this week is Allie Schiltmeyer. She is a botanist out of Nebraska. She comes all the way from Nebraska to talk to me. We talk about Nebraska. Here we go. So, mm-hmm. as I understand it, and I don't understand it, you're <laughs> drawing a big line around the wetland? Yeah, basically. Really? You go and, yeah. Yes. You essentially, like, we have field maps, um, uh, and then, like, GPS devices, or, like, Trimble, or whatever other kind of device you want to use, and um, we find the boundary with um there's like three factors so it's plants soil and hydrology okay and so you look at those three things and then you literally like walk a boundary around you walk the perimeter of the wetland well then why do i need to spend like 700 bucks i could go do that now i got the little <laughs> soil the soil book with all the little cutouts you can measure the color oh, yeah. and shit what is that called uh, Munsell soil. Yeah. Munsell soil. To God, color I guide? never learned how to use that thing. That thing is. Oh, great really? To me. Dude, I like. Yeah. We would use it out in the desert, and I'm like, you just, what, you just grab a handful of dirt and you just start flipping through and seeing, like, where it fits. Like, the color. Yeah. Coat, I just, it was not very intuitive yeah. to me. I literally Are have one right it? here. I'm going to grab <laughs> it. Yeah. I have two. You have two? Which is, I don't, yeah. Did I have it make two. new dirt? Let me see. <laughs> Where the fuck is my new one? Okay. I have an old one, like a really like old school one yeah. that my coworker gave me when I started working here. Ooh, the loose Um Yeah. Well that's yeah. And then <clears throat> so basically you just go in and you find you put your soil sample underneath. I'm doing like a skin color. There's color swatches for literally everyone else besides us. Let's listening. Yes. Oh yeah. God. Sorry. I oh my I god. Do, I, I always like do a visual prompt, like, oh. and this is like, oh wait, fuck. Yeah. This is an audio medium. Oh yeah. Oops. Well, it's a Munsell uh, soil color chart book, um, and they're really expensive. I think that they're like four hundred dollars or something. Damn. For pictures of dirt, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, but also to any potential employers listening, I was joking. I know how to use that perfectly, and I'm an expert at every color swatch in it. Five Y one R is my favorite. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and then like you 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 like put down all of the <clears throat> value and the hue. Um, you write this all down and then you go in later <laughs> and you, I mean, I'm still not good enough at it where I can like pop the indicators off the top of my head. So like each um, like section will have <clears throat> like a certain indicator. So if it's like a 2.5 N Glay one or something, um, or I'm not even saying this right, but we have a 2.5 one uh yr this is terrible <laughs> i haven't done this for a bit <laughs> since last summer okay i'm looking at this but like if you blind. what i'm realizing you couldn't do that if you were colorblind probably not no Dang. especially if you're like the red because like there are a lot of like if you're like the red green colorblind do you not see like red? I don't know how that works, but you have to see like some like variation in the soil sometimes. So yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to know how many colorblind people are in like the physical sciences. I feel like that's a huge, yeah, part. Be like, interesting. if you're a chemist and shit and you're mixing together stuff, you put the wrong orange powder in, like you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
I guess that's what labels are for. But soils don't have labels, so... I'm having a crisis right now. (laughs) It's like fucking Little Miss Sunshine, where Paul Dano realizes he can't fly jets. Spoiler alert. Is this like the the little yellow van? Yeah, it was Steve Carell who tries to kill himself and all that. God, it's been so long since I've seen that. Okay. Oh, it's the ultimate twee stress movie. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look that back up. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> um, so Nebraska has wetlands. Yes. Which is news to me. Oh, okay. So um, you should follow Platte Basin Time Lapse. Okay. Give them a shout out. Um, they are just coming out with um, like a like a short film documentary kind of thing um on the different kinds of wetlands in nebraska oh specifically so, that tight yeah mm-hmm. was it glaciated at all um i think yes yes it was there are like some glacier deposits still um like around lincoln and like up through the northeast nebraska area neat oh does nebraska <laughs> have or maybe i'm thinking somewhere else do they have like a dune system or like a sandy i know wisconsin has like the driftless area the sand hills yeah it's literally yep. just hills of sand hills of sand um but they're covered in prairie cool like short grass short medium grass prairie yeah um and those are the areas that are right, we mentioned before that are kind of being encroached by eastern red cedar mm. yep um so what is is that kind of the dominant i don't know shit about nebraska i do this every week somebody from a state i don't know <laughs> has to explain their whole state to me mostly short grass yeah. prairie long tall grass prairie cedar forests all the tall grass prairie is pretty much gone yeah. um it's all been f- plowed under and it's mostly just like cornfields or soybean fields now um uh, but otherwise, like, yeah, most of the sand hills are still intact prairie, and they're mostly short-ish grass. Oh, is the the height of the prairie proportionate to the depth of the soil? Is that kind of why, like, shitty soils have short grass and good soils have tall grass? Um, I think it has more to do with the precipitation. Oh, okay. The rainfall amounts, but... Yeah, because, like, there's, like, a gradient across the state. Mm -hmm. So most of, like, eastern Nebraska used to be, like, tall grass prairie, just like Iowa did. Um, And I think, like, I think there's, like, this crazy statistic in Iowa where only – there's only, like, 1.5% of, like, native prairie left in Iowa. Isn't that, like, every prairie state, though? Basically, yeah. But, like, Nebraska, a lot of – like, the sandhills are a lot of prairie are very they're still prairied covered in prairie prairied yeah (laughs) yeah damn so yeah i don't know what the fuck iowa's got going on in terms of ecology i'm sure they have some cool river basin or like a canyon or something yeah there's like the less canyons i don't think or even have heard of (laughs) it oh really yeah i know slipknots from there Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they're from um, the town there in Iowa. The one town they have. Des Moines? Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> Isn't Ashton Kutcher from Iowa, too? Is he? I feel like that's a thing. Uh, I don't know. That would be a guess. I really have no Make idea. Make Ashton Kutcher explain to me Iowa's ecology in great detail. Right. Try to cut him off before be he's talking about crypto. I do know that they have like um, prairie strip programs. Um, oh and yeah. People, um, well, they go into like these. It's kind of like a CRP program, um, and CRP for anyone that doesn't know is like conservation reserve program, um, and they basically have like. They have terraces mostly in 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 these cornfields because it's kind of hilly out in, in Iowa, and the terraces they turn them into, or they revegetate them with like pollinator habitat. Cool. And such, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing. So I think that there's like some... Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Yeah, so I think that there's like some push towards like getting pollinator habitat and whatnot back in in Iowa, but you know, the corn rules all. Corn rules all. It's all one big clone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big thing they keep saying if the Central Valley of California had hedgerows like how Britain does, we wouldn't be having this like free fall of insect populations. Oh, wow. And all these tumbleweed tidal waves and floods and every time I drive through there it's like the worst air quality ever like it's the second dust bowl yeah it's still it's still the good well, it's like everything just kind of sits down yeah down in the bowl yeah all the smog from all the cities that have cropped up too just sits there <laughs> and then it yeah. uh that and the feedlots just like add all these nitrates to the groundwater oh, and yeah. like people drink the tap water and then their kids have like soft heads or something it's fucked oh god yeah <laughs> yeah it's scary is um what is harris ranch i think is one spot that uh, i think like north of bakersfield or something like that is where we've where we've stayed like driving from uh camino down to la and i just remember getting out of the car and being like Am I in Nebraska right now? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Dude, that airstress is so weird. It smelled just like a feedlot. Yes. I literally avoid yeah. the eastern flanks of the valley as much as I can because it's just all the cows. Because, like, before, I guess until the 60s, they didn't do the heavy rotation feedlots. They would just have, like, light grazing. And then they're like, oh, if we use all these herbicides and fertilizers, we can really pump up the alfalfa to feed the cows and then we can have fucking 10 cows per square inch. Now it smells from 900 miles at a time. Yeah. I'm cool with the low intensity grazing. I have to be at this point because we don't have elk roaming around anywhere in the country really anymore besides like the Smokies and Wyoming West. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have bison? Do, it, are the habitats? The habitats are still there. They could just put elk back, but then, you know, ranchers get all cranky about elk fucking up their stuff. Yeah. There's a big thing with Point Reyes um, National Seashore where, like, the southern half is, like, native vegetation and there's herds of elk and it kicks ass. And then the northern half is, like, 12, like, mega ranchers and they like try to i don't know maybe not every single one is but a significant portion of those families have like tons of land and like a huge amount of accumulated wealth but they pass themselves off as like i'm just fucking uncle buck out here trying to get my cows enough grass (laughs) and it's just they're like really millionaires yeah and then you look at the um the like satellite imagery and like the southern i mean i'm sure a part of it is because it's a peninsula that juts out in the ocean so the vegetation stunted towards a certain portion but it's just like green in the protected area and then like brown clear-cut like raw soil in the northern half oh wow yeah and it's it's been a huge point of contention for years and they don't let the elk get into the cow's water in the summer so the elk die oh my god yeah yeah it's gnarly okay that's yeah (laughs) what do you want to talk about what do you like to do in nebraska (laughs) leave (laughs) no No, i'm just kidding i really do like it here um i was born and raised here so i'm yeah i grew up on a farm in like northeast nebraska so i'm like a just a natural dirt bag um so i can talk (laughs) about the um the cows and stuff and like i understand you know the cornfields and the soybean fields and also like the sand hills because i was i grew up like on the edge of the yeah. sand hills so yeah that's cool did you go but to them much as a kid i like um kind of like there's <laughs> there's a a dammed like reservoir um up up kind of in the sand hills and we would go up there um we go swimming and stuff but otherwise not particularly because it's nebraska is pretty much completely privately owned so there's not a lot of um 
recreation state or like public recreation in Nebraska, which really sucks, but yeah. Um, yeah. But I like to like, there's a, there's a park, um, at the edge of Lincoln, I guess. I don't know. It's called wilderness park and it's, um, like native Baroque habitat. And I like going through there and botanizing and looking at stuff. I actually have, um, I'm trying to look for a visual thing again. And I forgot that I'm like on <laughs> like a podcast, <laughs> but, um, I have this guy's thesis from like 1999 or something. Um, 1998 wilderness park, um, a characterization of the flora. And, um, so I'm, this is like not related to my job at all. I'm doing this like strictly as a nerd. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going through and looking at all of the plants that he has like found or he found in. Man. Yeah. And I mean, it's like so old school. Like I was trying to get a digital copy of this and yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Like my, my husband's a PhD student at the university. Um, and he had to go and like physically pick this up and like check it out under his name. <laughs> so that i could get this Dang. that's like it yeah. stinks when it's you know somebody's thesis that's a hugely helpful resource just kind of gets stuck in a bookshelf afterwards right exactly and he even asked them to like digitize it and they they like couldn't for some reason or so, i don't know but <laughs> anyway so i've been kind of <laughs> so what's he fingering through this thing on my on my free t- in my free time what have you found? Like, what's growing out there? I feel like the ephemeral scene's got to be banging. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so, um, snow trillium we have found. Not, I guess, not in Wilderness Park. That's, like, kind of, um, that was in Pioneer Pioneers Park, I guess. There's, like, a couple of different parks out in um, western Lincoln. Um, and I live, like, all the way on the east side of Lincoln, so it takes forever to get over there. But uh, during the spring the ephemerals pop off and there's like dysentra like uh, dutchman's breaches um i've never which seen was that just so IRL. cool oh my gosh it is it's the cool i don't know well the first time that i found it i was like screaming and like i was just so stoked on it um and then snow trillium is another one up in uh pioneers park that we found and i I was doing like a prescribed burn with, um, with like the city of Lincoln. They have like a parks and rec department. Um, and we were doing a prescribed burn for an area out, out West. And the, the guy that is the, like the leader of it, he told me about this snow trillium in this random part of pioneers park. And so I like grabbed my friend I was like, okay, he gave me like kind of a general idea of like where they burned here last year. Um, and now these snow trilling were popping up and it was raining and like super cold. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care. We're going to go. We have to go find this. And then the park was closed. And so we like broke in through the fence, climbed over like this like bridge of like logs just to get to this fucking snow trillium. And I saw it for the first time in Nebraska. And I don't know if there's any more, any other documented cases of it in, in Nebraska. Just that one spot. Just that one spot. Damn. And so super small. We were freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like maybe, maybe three inches tall. Wow. Yeah, but that was the coolest plant that I've found in Nebraska. Yeah, I've seen pictures. And I don't, of I can't even like fully. What? I said I've seen pictures of that specifically from Nebraska, and been like, "Damn, like, all right, good for you, Nebraska. I want to see that real bad." Yeah, yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say, but <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah, I can't even take credit for like actually finding it because someone else like saw it. And then, like, kind of told me where 
the general area where I could find it, and then yeah, we like broke in and found it. Hope yeah, I never know how to credit nature center is listening. Like right. Like I don't want to blow your spot up because it's like, hey, this guy showed me this thing, but that's also I don't want to be like the guy who's like, oh, I discovered this cool ass plant and I was so brave. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, I can't say that at all. I'm like, I had a general idea of where it was at and trespassed to get there. <laughs> so, yeah. What else you got? Uh, for spring ephemerals mm -hmm. or in general, um, there's, <laughs> um, there's like this delphinium. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I don't... I don't know exactly what the name of it is, but it's really, really cool. I'm, I have to look in my phone now. <laughs> um, can you edit this pause out while oh, yeah. I look for this? Okay. I'll clap, so I know. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it's so cool in, like that it's blooming in the woods in nebraska yeah. there's also um trout lilies oh yeah in the spring which are really exciting for me <laughs> those are bomb yeah they're pretty sweet oh this guy he has everything um divvied up by family you fucking better if it's master's thesis yeah <laughs> Um, what else do we have? We have um, a lot of trees in Wilderness Park. I'm like only thinking of Wilderness Park right now because that's like the the best source of nature that we have here in Lincoln. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bur oak, some trash trees, some fraxinus. Well, <laughs> um, you don't like fraxinus? I don't. I mean, they're fine, but they're all gonna be dead soon. So. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, do you have emerald yeah. amphora there? Is that the one? Yeah. Yep. It was discovered. I don't know, like six years ago or something in Nebraska. Damn. That's when I was I was working at the Forest Service when, um, the Nebraska Forest Service, not like U.S. Forest Service. Uh, I was working the Nebraska Forest Service when it was found, and it was like the hot shit like the big news you know yeah i was working in montana and i was like my crew lead was just like college buddies with the county um fish and wildlife warden or game warden mm -hmm. game warden and basically he was like yeah i'm gonna not really be around like we got chronic wasting diseases about to show up it's like a county over and then like we met up for a drink and he had a bail on the way because he's like yep just just tested positive for it gotta go like it's oh, here oh man yeah oh man which is the gnarliest for people that don't know it basically makes deers turn into zombies it is mm -hmm. like the worst and then the, you get these trail cam photos of these deer with their eyeballs hanging out and shit it's the gnarliest thing i didn't know their eyeballs were like hanging out i have this i'm sure i'm being dramatic but there are a distinct <laughs> memory in my head of seeing like a trail cam deer uh, with CWD. And it was like, there, I just remember the eyes. It just looked really so fucked up. Yeah. Like a doll's oh, eyes. Man. Yeah. That's creepy. <laughs> that's very creepy. Uh, that stinks. I didn't know EAB was coming up through there. I thought that was a very distinctly East coast issue. No, it's definitely, creeping its way across the across the country i think it's been found in like colorado even but Shit. i think that was like an isolated case because of like someone transporting wood yeah but i mean that's how it starts they found yeah fucking uh sudden oak death sudden oak death yes um in uh like a rhododendron shipment in a nursery in kansas or missouri a couple of years ago and people were like, oh, oh wow. it's not so, it's like, it is like strict quarantine. Like it is not supposed to get this far east. Like we need to lock this down now. It was like, it was literally like the last of us for 
trees, like, for a minute. Like, bomb it! Throw it away! Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, and you can't just, like, cull the population, I they guess. Try. Like, to in, contain something. In the East, they, like, try to take out it's i know it's it's the weirdest goddamn thing and i'm sure i don't have all the facts on it which should be the tagline of this podcast but basically <laughs> like i think if they know eab is coming they'll kind of like 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 a vaccine thing you know like well they'll cut out like a certain radius of trees around it to try and quarantine it out and then it could just die in that yeah. one spot like work its way through but i don't know how effective that's been because every year it's like a couple counties more north than it was just jumps yeah do you have spotted lanternfly hmm. out there not yet I not yet they're... but tree of heaven is bad yeah. here so they're introducing some sort of biocontrol for tree of heaven oh really yeah because like tordon and diesel fuel and fire do not kill that <laughs> here <laughs> i always thought they were staghorn sumac as a kid like on the side of the oh, highway. Oh yeah, they look so similar. Yeah. yeah, and so I always called Staghorn Sumac Highway Plant until I was like I probably was like six months ago, or I was just kind of like doing my thing, and then I stopped, and I was like, "That's Tree of Heaven." And I'm like, oh shit. Oh, that looks really yeah. <laughs> that looks <Ooh>. familiar. <laughs> Sorry, there's a big moth trying to get in the window. That's creepy as hell. E, are they migrating through there right now? I don't think so. It's been cold. It's been like frosty. Um, although there have been some, but they're just starting to wake up. Um, fucking every butterfly that's not a monarch is like the size of your thumbnail, and they all have super erratic oh, flight really? patterns. I mean, like all the ones that I bump into in like kind of chaparral grassland habitats are super small mm -hmm. and they have super erratic flight patterns and they're all super endangered so it's like i can't even tell what i'm up near you know at the time like this little piece of tissue yeah. paper flying by i'm like yeah i'm not the rarest <laughs> butterfly like that was the thing down in la county i worked doing coastal sage scrub restoration and they have an endemic butterfly a blue butterfly and um there's other blue butterflies but like the only way you can tell the difference is unless you know, unless you catch it and kill it and look at it, which you can't do, is like you have to like learn right. the flight pattern. Like I say, like a distinct way about going around and like you a know, little depending on what time loop -de -doop. it is. Yeah, a little loop de loop. Um, and it's just like props to butterfly people specifically. It's it's like the most. I always thought it was going to be easy because they're colorful little bugs, but they are right cranking it always. Yeah. I, I don't know shit about fuck with insects, so. No. I don't know why my brain never took on to them. I don't know. I like, I've been getting kind of into um, butterflies, and I really like um, stream, stream qualities based on, you know, like springtails and all the larvae and the sediment and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we have a little creek right next to our house, and I was seeing, um, like, the indicators of, like, healthy water. You know, it's fucked up. My brain's like, oh, bugs have a purpose now for me. I can use this, like, to learn things right. that aren't bugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Would you? I know they're not, but do you consider slugs bugs? Mm, no. I lump them in my head. I know they're not. I know they're mollusks. They're fucking crabs or something. But... Yeah, they're like in the they're like in the aquatic care category yeah, for me. They're not, of not animals. crabs. They're like mussels. They're like land clams. Um, yeah. But growing up, I was like, yeah, slugs are bugs because they're bug sized and they do bug things. <laughs> like, I remember. I had a... Are you talk are you talking about like banana slugs? No, those things are gonna they're... break into my house and steal my money soon. <laughs> they're they're getting real <laughs> aggro. It's wild. I just I had a hose it's down. It's nuts my house. seeing them. I had to hose down my house because they were pooping on it so excessively that it was becoming an issue. Do you have to, do you, do you like spray them off the house too? No, then, they like come when you're and go. spraying they're, down the poop? They're quicker than they look. I look and they're gone all of a sudden. And okay. I look and then they're a foot closer again. But um, <laughs> no, they just, they do their thing and they lay these big like turds 
And then apparently there was one spot they all like to go to next to my door, like under the light. And yeah, I had to take a hose. And it was raining for the last six weeks, so like I wasn't going to deal with it. <laughs> I was like, wait, my house is covered right. in shit. <laughs> From an endangered species. What do I do? Yeah, I guess you can't, like, I don't know. Yeah, just spray it down <laughs> when they're when they're gone. Um, so going back to Nebraska. Oh boy, Sandhills, Sandhill Crane. Yes. Do you know much about them? That is a thing. Because they bump. I bumped Not into really. them in Montana. Um, I know that they they like they come through here like in the spring or like early, late winter early spring mm-hmm. um and they roost in the platte river which is a river that runs from like colorado wyoming through nebraska that um eventually goes into the missouri river um but the sandhill cranes yeah i've never actually <laughs> I'm a terrible ecologist. I've never seen them. I got lucky. I lived um, next to a field in the Rockies, and they would just come through, and I'd watch them from my window. And they were, like, like, foraging out in the field? Yeah, I would just see these fucking dinosaurs at, like, dusk and dawn. I'd be like, oh, Yeah. And the noise they make? Oh, my God. I've heard the noise. Like, I, I can, like, we can hear it, like, when they're flying over and stuff. And so that's, like, super cool. But, um... Yeah, I've never actually been out to see them, and I know a lot of a lot of people like they will drive from Lincoln or Omaha out to Kearney. Wow, is like the the big spot to go see them. So, and people will set up blinds and film them, and so I've seen like footage like that, um, but I've never actually been out to see them myself. Do you is... have? prairie chickens or whatever i think called. so i think that there are some birds. like out <laughs> i think that there are some out in in the sand hills yeah or like say uh like out in super far western nebraska there are so many different like ecosystem types in nebraska so they're like super far west yeah you get sagebrush super far west is the uh uh, it's like some sagebrushy um, style ponderosa pine woodlands, really? Savannah, and that's yeah, that's where I did all of my um, master's research. Was out in they call it the Wildcat Hills um, of Nebraska, and so the ponderosa pine are. I was studying the easternmost range ranges of um, native ponderosa pine in the United States, and. Um, it was, yeah, Nebraska, western Nebraska. Wow, I had no idea. That's super cool. What were you looking at? And north. North what? Uh, north central Nebraska mm. also. There are like three three distinct populations of ponderosa pine in Nebraska, and it's Wildcat Hills, Pine Ridge, and then uh, in the Niobrara Valley. Yeah, and that's what I did my – I was studying um, – the effects of uh, juniper's encroachment um, and like the potential uh, fire fire hazard um, on on the ponderosa pine populations because they are so isolated out here mm-hmm. and so like if a fire were to go through um, pretty much everything would be fucked and that has happened um, in uh, north central Nebraska. $100,000 to learn everything's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Damn. That's super cool. I had no idea Pinus Ponderosa was out there. Yeah. Um, is there a population yep. trend in one way or another? Probably downwards, right? If it's not getting the fire regime. Yeah, downwards. I mean, they're like bark beetles are pretty bad too like Mm -hmm. because the populations um they're so dense um that they just like can't they can't like sustain good good i don't know what do you call it habitat i don't know (laughs) they just can't sustain themselves (laughs) you studied it i don't know (laughs) 
I have to say, yeah. Oh my god. White man with enough confidence to start a podcast without the knowledge behind it. <laughs> and I'm always like, I uh, I literally don't. I'd have to look that up again. I, I'll have to like review my thesis before I can give you a full answer. And that was like five years ago. My I retainment is defended. so bad. So is mine. I feel I like I... something for six months and it's gone again. I kind of feel like that's... Especially like since I've had a kid, I feel like I've just like forgotten a lot of stuff well i mean you're wicked busy and wicked sleep deprived i can imagine yeah it's not prioritizing pines ponderosa <laughs> populations in right. central nebraska yeah oh my god here's a dumb story i was like so i thought i was so cool like studying pines ponderosa like in grad school that like they came out with these mountain lion conservation plates, like license plates in, in Nebraska. And one of the, <laughs> one of the, yeah. So the plate was a, like a picture of a mountain lion. And then there's Pinus Ponderosa, like in the background in the wildcat Hills, or I think it was like Pine Ridge. I don't know, somewhere out West. And that's like where I studied. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get this license plate and I'm going to put Pinus on it. Oh my God. So I got this license plate and I put, Pinus as my license plate and I had to like put an explanation in on like the DMV website too and I was like I am studying Pinus Ponderosa Pinus I would like Pinus to be my license plate it's a hard Whatever, you know eye, submitted it <laughs> and they fucking allowed me to do it I didn't I'm like naive as fuck and I had no idea and I get this license plate and like, I'm driving around and I'm like, why the fuck is this person taking a picture of my car? <laughs> like, why, why is this happening right now? And I like, I like told my, one of my sisters about it and she was like, I don't like Pinus, like kind of seems like penis. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. And like, I had like, I don't know, maybe like four or five other people that I noticed like taking pictures of my car. And so I went to the DMV and I was like, can I just get like a standard like <laughs> thing? And um, they were like, what? Because they wanted to know like why I was returning it. I was just like, oh my God, I can't be driving around with this. Like, and I, I still have the license plates. Like I, I uh, like keep them up in my office, but um, had to get them off my car. Jesus, thank God you weren't studying beech trees. Brandon Corridor <laughs> has a fantastic collection of, apparently Wisconsin's like, I always thought SoCal had a bunch of crazy uh, vanity plates, but he sees shit all the time. Some of them are like botanically themed, and that's why he sees like orchid mm -hmm. or whatever, but then he'll just see like, um, God, he had one, or it's just like fight me or fight you or something like shit like that. Like I once saw Linguini. Oh. <laughs> And I almost pulled over and Linguini? I was like, I need to shake your hand. Like, that was the most, I'm like, this is the best $75 <laughs> anyone spent ever. <laughs> That's excellent. We had one in the desert, um, R-E-K-T, wrecked. Wrecked? Wrecked. I always thought that was fun. I'm like, what do you do? Like, what is your free time like? Because I worked at the Walgreens because they were right. there every day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Sorry, I just doxed kind of the worker at Walgreens. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. So, what the fuck were we talking about before we started talking about vanity plates? Pinus Ponderosa. Pinus Ponderosa. Um, oh, yeah, you guys are like the perfect confluence of eastern and western invasive insects and tree pests then. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the insects i'll tell you that right now but <laughs> yeah i guess yeah bark beetle and then the ash borer i know those apparently lanternfly is making its browns around here um i'm under the impression that lanternfly just eats tree of heaven and then that's the impression that i'm under as well but i mean obviously like a new invasive is fucking sketchy and it just takes time for it to learn that it can eat every single cell of an oak tree or something. Other things, yeah. Yeah, it's scary. I remember we had... I do think that they found it in Kansas. Did they? Oh, it's coming over here for mm -hmm. sure. Once it gets over the Rockies. We'll go through the southwest. I'll get all those Fraxinus um, dipetalus, I think it is. 
whatever. Let them let them come. Mm-hmm. We had a silk moth. Do you have silk moths too, or gypsy moths? Which I'm sure is not the name that is correct anymore. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen one. In... They're the grossest little fuckers I've ever met in my life. And some years, it's e. just like a total boom cycle. I remember when I was little, there was so many that... Um, so basically, what how they got introduced is that some fucking English dandy in the 1800s was like, I'm going to create a silk industry in North America using these guys. And then he let one go, and now they're, like, they just defoliate oaks every, like, odd year or so. Ugh. And they're ever they're, they're like, sounds... the tent caterpillars, where they make those gross little fucking, yeah, yeah you know. Um, and I remember as a kid, there was, like, so many that I was trying to ride my bike, and I was just sliding, like, when I hit my brakes, just, like, skidding out on them. And their guts are green, so it's, like, extra unpleasant. E. But, yeah, that was, that was, like, the first time like a neuron fired in my brain i'm like maybe there's something up with nature like this doesn't seem right <laughs> this is strange yeah <laughs> um when you were a kid did you ever have like a come to jesus moment with plants or the environment where you're like oh i want to do this i like this um like my well my grandma and grandpa owned um like a greenhouse mm-hmm um and they they grew like annuals and they would sell like poinsettias in the winter um and like my dad was a farmer or he's still i mean he's still a farmer but um my grandparents like having the greenhouse that's like kind of like my where i dip my toes into horticulture and that's like initially what i went to college for um well i went to college for art and then i changed it to biology and then i changed it to horticulture um, yeah. trigonometry get to you <laughs> saw that coming down the line probably like, yeah <laughs> um, but like yeah being in the greenhouse when I was a kid and like I don't know going out and I, when I was growing up I always thought that like milkweed was the enemy really like yeah just because like creeps into like the soybean fields or whatever and so we would go through when i was a kid we would go through and um hand oh my god my cat's walking in here <laughs> we would go in and hand cut everything yeah um hand cut all of the weeds from the fields and like the strongest ones you know are surviving now like button weed and velvet leaf i think some people call it people used to like wipe their asses with it um, but yeah, milkweed was like the enemy. And I remember like seeing, seeing like ditches of it and I'm like, oh, that's really pretty. But like, I think that is bad. And then like when I was in college, I was like, no, it was actually really fucking good habitat. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was really good for like pollinators and Damn. the monarch and whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, just kind of like this skewed um ideology or like this i don't know i don't know what what you would call it but like the skewed idea of like what is good and what's bad yeah i mean in... i can see why they don't want people eating the latex of it like if it gets mixed in with soybeans i don't know about that were you allergic to the latex what? at all um i don't think so my mom gets it wicked bad. She can't handle those things. Which is, like, great. From milkweed? Yeah, because she'd always make me go um, yank it. And now it's, like, their little front garden is all milkweed. So, like, yeah, I don't want to mess with oh, that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And there's always <laughs> monarchs on it. Like, you did it. You did it. You did the thing. <laughs> um, that's cool, though. I didn't... So, um, your dad, what does he farm? Uh, corn and soybeans. Yeah. Super standard, you know. I think there's alfalfa, too, that he does. No, he used to do alfalfa. I don't think he does anymore. Alfalfa's all in the southwest now. Is it? Yeah, it was a big thing. They um, have these huge, unsustainable alfalfa farms. You know how fucking water-intensive alfalfa is. It's the leafiest yeah. thing. 
and they grow it in the desert yeah. and they just do like I would even be more okay with it if they did like um, drip line. I guess it's tricky for like a field of it. But, did like, you pivot irrigation? Is that the one where it's just like center pivot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just spraying. I'm like, it is 115 degrees in August in the Mojave Desert, and you're just that's just vaporizing. Yeah, I'm like, this is evaporating before it even like leaves the hose. And then they sell it to the Saudis, and we don't even get any of it, from what I understand. Which I don't give a shit who's using it, but like, it's like, yeah, let's ship it across the world. That'll actually make it way more sustainable. Yeah. What the fuck? It's the most ridiculous thing. But, um, yeah, yeah, alfalfas kind of start sneaking into the canyons and stuff in like Utah and Arizona and out in the desert in a good rain here. You'll just see it like fucking alfalfa. What are you doing here? Yeah, I guess I'm I'm doing a we're doing like a study in New Mexico right now um, and I'm I'm reviewing like all of the LIDAR imagery um, and there are a lot of like just random green circles like out in new mexico and i wonder if that's yeah, what it's exactly what it is that's what it is my computer's gonna die i get the sunshine is like ooh, where are we going i'm going out into the living room so i can get <laughs> my charger sorry <laughs> i did not plan this um but yeah it's i don't understand like what land tax break there was or what encourage these farmers to go to the most hostile agricultural area and just start right. growing grasses and peas and whatever yeah yeah i don't know especially i don't know like even in nebraska like i i'm like why 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 is everything like irrigated like we could be having like prairie like natural prairie that is like good and I don't. I straight up. I, I go know. on Google Maps once a week, and that's probably less than I actually do. But I'll just look at like the <laughs> endless grid pattern of the Midwest. So I'm like, yeah, it would, be, it would be so easy to fix. Like, yeah, obviously we need food and farmers need jobs, but like you could transition some of them back into like restoration people. All you gotta do is yeah, burn a field once and then plant all of the native seed, and then you're fucking good. Right. Sorry, I'm getting my fucking computer charged charger in. Okay. Messy bitch. It is um hard being um a working professional and a mother. I can't even imagine. <sighs> yeah, it's I mean, I just I'll just blame everything on the kid now. At the this birth point. fetus as you so lovingly called it the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the funniest shit I've ever read. <laughs> I'm kind of vulgar. And somewhat, I mean, it was my stepsister. She was here the other day and she came in and she was like, I'm like, um, hopefully the fetus is awake next time you come to visit. And she's like, oh my God, don't call it that. <laughs> the homunculus has but... arisen. <laughs> I hope he's like into plants and stuff. I feel like I'm really like, projecting onto him already like he's like five months old and he's like his room is or like the nursery is decorated with like fungi and like botanical prints and stuff like that so i really feel like we're i don't know he's bound to be a nerd right well he's either gonna be a nerd or he's gonna rebel and turn into like the biggest oil capitalist the world's ever seen I really hope that's not the case. Gonna, oh gonna my start gosh. a startup in Silicon Valley to like disrupt the fucking silverware industry or something. Oh my god. I feel like I need to like tone it down then. I don't know. I feel like everyone I know whose parents were in this field ended up getting into this field. Their parents are always like the coolest people ever. Yeah. I hope that I hope that he thinks that of me someday. Or us, since he was also like in a similar, he's in the sim- similar slash same field as I am now. So he was my husband, by the way. I did not <laughs> just dropping names. Well, you got the kid out in the field already. Teach him how I, to work. I do iPad. take him out into the. I do take him with me on hikes and stuff, and that's nice. That's fun. Yeah, 
strap him on. Like, Does just he put him in like a, to he's any, like a backpack. Any phylum in particular? No. <laughs> God forbid Not he's a yet. birder. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Can't imagine having a birder. <laughs> Well, cool. Um, is there anything you want the people to know? Anything you're up to? Any fun talks or things that people should pay attention to in the near future? I mean, if anyone is interested in becoming a wetland scientist... I am. Um, Legitimately. I mean, if you would like to work for... or What did, what did that one girl call a biostitute? Uh, yeah. Cheryl, I think, called us a... Called, called the collective uh biostitutes um i work for a private company um if anyone wants to become a wetland scientist we're hiring um and we need help um so i don't have to go out into the field as much so is this that a nebraska <laughs> I can stay home with my again? kid no this is um actually all over the united states we i've been i've done delineations um all over like i've done delineations in um uh, Colorado, Kansas, um, Pennsylvania. There's offices in Georgia. I mean, we get sent all over the place Sick. to help out with like all of the different regional offices. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of, there's lots of travel involved, but, um, we need help. We need good people. Cool. Yeah, um, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say, could I plug your Instagram or no? Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, Alleycology. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep, I haven't posted on there much since. Yeah, you got your hands full. The birthed fetus, <laughs> but um, yeah, I do get out. I hopefully will get out more this spring and snap some pictures of some cool ephemerals so you yeah, guys can that. see. Get that Trillium again. Trillium Novalis? Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't remember. I'm going to say it's yes. I'm going to say it's yes and end it on that. And then, boom, the music will start playing. We're done. Whoosh. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet.